uh, there's, uh, welcome to those visiting, uh, visiting, listening from home. Uh, it's always good to uh, know that there are people elsewhere listening to our Sunday services. Uh, after this morning service, there'll be refreshments in St. Morris Isle, and everyone's welcome. And then the programme for this week, uh, much along the same lines, at 10.30 on Wednesday, we have the prayer fellowship in St. Morris Isle. 1pm, we have the discipleship group in the hall, and at 6pm, the Guild's Brigade. On Thursday, uh, 1.30 in the hall, the High Kirk Guild meet, and on Friday, 7pm, prayer time in St. Monarch's Isle, and then 7.30, the Revival Fellowship meeting. And then next Sunday, a very special uh, service, um, where we have the baptism of Richard Lewis. Uh, Richard will be uh, sharing his testimony, so we have a special meeting. And at the bottom of the sheet, I won't go through them all, there's the details of the services at Easter. Right. We'll now stand to sing um, the first hymn, uh, Before the Throne of Christ the Lamb. So we'll sing together. And then you can have your seats for the, for the second hymn.
let you have your seats. Well, this is a, a, a gospel song of John Moore's. You haven't said listen for a wee while. So I'll play again. I'll just play the verse and a wee bit of the chorus. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we can come into your presence today. We thank you, Lord, that burdens are lifted at Calvary. Lord, we thank you that we can cast our cares onto you today. 
And Lord, each one of us come before you now and just lay our lives before you. We thank you, Lord, for being a gracious God whose love is constant and unwavering. And Lord, we thank you that you have sent your Holy Spirit to be our comforter. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is here today. And we just pray, Lord, that he will move among us and touch our hearts. And Lord, we just pray that as Scott leads us and shares your word later, Lord, that you will bless him. So just stay with us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's reading is from Exodus 15, verses 1 to 18, which can be found on page 76 of the Pew Bible. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariot and his army he has hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depth like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed them, your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. By the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The surging waters stood firm like a wall. The deep waters congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue, I will overtake them, I will divide the spoils, I will gorge myself on them, I will draw my sword and my hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath and the sea covered them, they sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who among the gods is like you, O Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? You stretched out your right hand and the earth swallowed them. In your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. The nations will hear and tremble. Anguish will grip the people of Felicia. The chiefs of Eden will be terrified. The leaders of Moab will be seized with trembling. The people of Canaan will melt away. Terror and dread will fall upon them. By the power of your arm, they will be as still as a stone until your people pass by. O Lord, until the people you bought pass by. You will bring them in and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance. The place, O Lord, you made your dwelling, the sanctuary. O Lord, your hands established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. Amen. Well, this morning we're, we're continuing in our series. In, we're going through Exodus, and we're following this journey to freedom. There from Egypt, as they come to Mount Sinai, and we're almost there. We're almost at the mountaintop. And here, I want you to notice, as we've been 
going through Exodus, there's a theme that's been striking a chord right from the very beginning. And I believe that Moses wants us to know this so crucial a point. He wants to let us know that there is none like our God. There's no one like him. There is no one like the true and the living God, the only God. And Moses declares time and time again, there's none like him. You can worship God, the gods of Egypt, but they're just stone, they're brass, they're, they're clay, they're things that just, they can't do anything. They're dead. They're just dead idols. But time and time again, we see the true and the living God appear, who declares, there's none like me. In every religion, you'll find people trying to reach God. But the gospel that we preach is not a it's not you trying to reach God. It's not you trying to clamber your way to heaven. The gospel is Jesus. God himself in human flesh has come down to us. He came to us to meet us in our weakness, in our bondage, in our sinfulness, in our unfaithfulness, in all our mess. The Lord has come down. And even when we consider Jesus there at the Jordan as he was baptized, what a wonderful picture of Christ immersing himself in our mess. He came to take our sins upon himself. He came, he was born for you and for me. He came to live for you and for me. And he came to die for you and for me. Isn't that lovely? That's the gospel. And the glorious part of the gospel is that Jesus is not dead on a cross. He's not been buried in a tomb in Israel. He's alive. He's risen indeed. You will not find his body on this earth. He is risen indeed. And so what a gospel we have. And there is none like him. There is no one like our God, our Heavenly Father, our blessed Lord Jesus, the Son of God, and the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit. There's none like him. Look to Calvary. Look to Jesus. There's none like him. And oh, to come to know him personally, there's nothing like it. And so here's Moses now, filled with the Holy Spirit as he writes and as he declares, oh, there is none like him. From the very beginning of Exodus, we've already noticed, he's majestic, he's merciful, he's compassionate, he's forgiving. As we come into chapter 4, he's long-suffering, he's patient, he's loving and kind. As we read in chapter 5 and in chapter 6, and as it goes on, we notice he's almighty, he's powerful, he's holy, he's just. And as we come to the end of chapter 12 and coming now into chapter 13, we notice that he is our deliverer. He's our redeemer. He's our shepherd. The Lord's my shepherd. He's our 
Passover lamb. The lamb had to die that night of the Passover in order for Israel to be set free so that no child would die in that home. A lamb had to die in its place. Oh, what a beautiful picture of the gospel. For us to get to heaven, for us to get to glory, a lamb must die. And Jesus, we're told, is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that's why we've got good news today. And there is none like him. So just when they were in Egypt, oh, there was no one like our God. And now Moses continues. When you come into chapter 13, and as they're now leaving Egypt, Again, that refrain comes. There is none like our God. There's no, no one like him. In chapter 13, he is the God who is faithful. We can trust his person. We can rest in his promises. And we can walk in his presence. Yes, he's faithful. He's our faithful God. And then as you come into chapter 14, he is our glorious God. He's the God of glory. And then as you come at the end of chapter 14, we notice again, oh, there's no one like him, for he is the God of our salvation. He's the God of our salvation. And now we come into chapter 15. And Moses now encourages the people of God. Yes, he's faithful. He's glorious. He's the God of glory. He is the God of our salvation. He's, he has saved us. He has taken us out of Egypt. And we no longer have to die, but we can live in freedom. Oh, to... Oh, for a closer walk with God. And now, as they leave Egypt, Moses instructs the people, I think it's time to sing. I think we should sing. Because he is worthy of all praise. And this is now, here we find Last Sunday we were talking of how Pharaoh came with all these charioteers and his army to chase after Israel. And as they went through the Red Sea, we're told now how God brought the waters on these Egyptians. And now Israel are free. They're free from Egypt. They're free from their bondage. And now they start to sing. Now, can you picture it? Some of us have maybe been to the praise gathering in Glasgow or maybe some other events where you've seen hundreds of people singing in a choir. Can you imagine a couple of million people singing? Can you imagine it? What a choir! And here we're told now, this is the first song recorded in the Bible. And what a song, and what a choir. <laughs> Over two million possibly here, from the youngest child to the oldest. And they were singing. 
And they sang, oh, from their hearts, what praise, what glory. Oh. And as they sang, worthy, worthy, worthy is our God. Well, as we go to the book of Revelation, if you read there in chapter 15, you'll read of another choir that meet by a sea. Not, not the Red Sea, but we're told it's a sea of glass. And there we're told of all the Lord's people who gather by that sea. And we're told that they are singing. And surprise, surprise, there in the book of Revelation, what are they singing? We're told that they're singing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. Isn't that lovely? Yes, when Moses, when God brought out his people from Egypt, what a wonderful work of God, saving his people, delivering them from the evil one, Pharaoh himself, and setting them free. What a wonderful work of God. What a miracle. But you'll notice as they were set free, it didn't take too long for the enemy to keep chasing them. As they went through that Red Sea, I'm sure they were convinced that it was all over. No more. The evil one would not come after them anymore. And you know, that great exodus, it was spoken of for generations to come. And not just by Israel. They all looked back to the Exodus as the great miracle of God. They sang about it. They spoke of it. They shared it with their children. They told the children, don't ever forget the Exodus. And don't forget the Lamb who brought it all about. Never forget. And then as they crossed through the Red Sea for centuries... Even the enemies never forgot what happened there at the Red Sea. The Midianites and the Philistines all spoke of it hundreds of years later. They remembered the God of Israel who did miracles in delivering the people of God from Egypt. But you know the greatest miracle is Christ, our Passover lamb who came for us, who died for us in order that we would be set free, that one day we would dwell with our God and he will dwell with us, that we will know a world, as I shared at uh, Jean, Auntie Jean's funeral. There we, we read from 1 Corinthians 13. The greatest is love. And you know, Jonathan Edwards, the great preacher, talks of heaven as the world of love. And that's what we're heading for. That world of love, that world of joy, that world of peace, that world of no more funerals, that world of no more tears. There'll be no more sadness. There'll be no more sickness. There'll be no more regrets. There'll be no more leukemia. There'll be no more children dying. There'll be no more parents dying and grandparents and neighbors and friends. There'll be no more death. In that glorious place, in that world of eternal love and joy, we're told that we will sing.
we will sing. Oh, we will praise him. Why? Because of the Lamb who has saved us. When you put your trust in Jesus, when you receive Christ, not into your head, into your intellect, into another wee file in your head that you agree with something. No, when you receive Christ, when you know him, when you know and receive him into your experience, into your heart, when Christ comes in, we're told that he will bring you home. Jesus now is preparing a place for us. The lamb has been slain. And we are, the plan of the gospel is that we would all dwell with the Lord one day for all eternity. And part of that involves being reunited with others who have put their trust in the Lord. As I look around today, there are some empty seats and I can still picture those who once sat there. And it's lovely to know that those who put their trust in the Lord, I'm going to see them again. I will see loved ones. I will see the Apostle Paul and Peter and John. I will see Moses. I'm going to see Elijah and Ezekiel. I'm going to see Hannah, praying Hannah. Oh, we'll see Sarah. We'll see Mary. We'll see Martha. We'll see Lazarus. We'll see all the great saints who have gone before us. We will be reunited. What a day. And we will sing together. We will sing all the glory. And you know this? You will not sing out of tune. You will not be out of tune. You don't need to worry saying, Oh, Scott, I'm not a good singer. Oh, you don't worry. See, when we get into glory, you will be the most beautiful singer the world has ever heard. We're going to be caught up together with the Lord's people. We'll be reunited. You're going to see saints that you've read about in the Bible and you're going to actually get to see them and share fellowship with them. But you're not going to be caught up with them. You're not going to be all fixed on them though. You're going to be so grateful. You'll be so thankful. Oh, what a time of glory we're going to have. But what's going to bring the fullest of the glory is we're going to see Jesus face to face. The one who died for us, the one who suffered, the one who made it all possible. We're going to see him face to face, the lamb upon the throne. And we are going to sing with that number that cannot be numbered. We're going to sing in the largest choir you've ever seen. And we're going to be part of it. And we're going to sing the song of Moses. And we're going to sing the song of the Lamb. We're going to sing the song of the Lamb. Well, can we now look at this song just for a moment? As we come into chapter 15, Moses can't help but sing. He can't help but praise. Oh, so what's the song? Well, notice how it begins. There in verses 1 to 10, we notice that here Moses declares, and the people of God are singing, that the Lord is their strength. That's the theme of the song. The first part of the song is, the Lord is our strength. 
No wonder they could sing this. Because remember, they would still have memories of what it was like to be in slavery. They would still remember the long and hard days that they experienced in Egypt. They would, the men would remember the sting of the whips as they were beaten for not working hard enough. And they experienced the death of loved ones there in Egypt as they were persecuted, as they were oppressed by Egypt, as they were made to feel as if they were rubbish, as they were put into forced slavery. Oh, they would still have memories. How weak they felt. How insignificant they felt. They felt like stubble. Just straw. And that's how Pharaoh treated them, as if they were just straw. And to make things worse, I'm sure they would have remembered those days as they worked hard. And then suddenly they, they were told to work even harder, but they were going to be given less resources to work from. They were still expected to make up the same amount of bricks, but they were given very little straw to build. And so they would remember these days. Even as they came through the Red Sea, I'm sure their thoughts would have gone back to what had happened in the past. Their disappointments, their discouragements, all the sorrow, the hurt, the bitterness, the anger. And here they are. Yes, they remember when they were so weak. And what are they singing? Their, the song is not about them. Their song is not focused on them. Oh Lord, we are now so great. <laughs> the song is not, Lord, I am so great and I'm going to do it my way. The song is not about me, 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 me. The whole song is about God and it's to God himself. They're caught up now. Yes, they were weak, but now they're declaring with a full heart, but Lord, you are my strength. Oh. Here, God was their strength, even in a place of weakness. We're told in Isaiah that God gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Yes, God gives strength to those who struggle. Those who feel weary today, is there anyone here who feels faint? There are those who struggle with alcohol, drugs, pornography. There are those who struggle with all sorts of addictions. They struggle with life itself. They feel so weak and they long for just release. Oh, God gives strength to the weak. He gives strength to the weary. He gives strength to those who can't save themselves, who can't stop doing what they don't want to do. When they were there in Egypt, they kept crying out, Lord, we can't save ourselves. But God said, Oh, but I am. I am able to save you. I will deliver you. I am your strength. Isn't it lovely? 
that when Christ came, our great deliverer, our Lamb of God, who did he come for? Jesus came for the poor, the weak, the lepers, the prostitutes, the fishermen, the tax collectors. He came for sinners, those who have messed up, those who are not good enough. And that's what I love about Jesus, that when he came to this world, when he came to Calvary, when he came to set us free in the greatest exodus you've ever seen, that he would come for the not good enough. And today I wonder, how many of you can put up your hand and say, well, I'm not good enough. If you feel like that, can I tell you, Jesus came especially for you. He came for the not good enough. He came for sinners. He came for the weak. And he becomes our strength. God puts on display his strength where there is weakness. And see, even when a church feels so weak, oh, God loves weakness where he can put his strength on display. And so today, do you feel weak? Oh, may you know today this song. May you sing the song of Moses. The Lord is my strength. But notice he goes on then in, in verse 11 and 12. He declares that the Lord is also my song. I like that. God is my song. God is the one that God is, is the one who cheers my heart. When I've failed, when I've mucked up, He is my song. He is glorious in holiness. He's so unique. He's so different. He's not like any other. He's so compassionate. He's not the God who points the finger. He doesn't come and point the finger at me. He comes with his arms and he puts his arms around me and he says, there, 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 there. Let me be your song. Oh, do you know that the angels in glory, they, they, I, I believe that they are the most beautiful singers. But you know this, they can't sing like you and me. They can't. They can't sing like you and me. Why? Because do you know this? The angels don't know what it is to be saved by the precious blood of Jesus. They don't know what it is to be redeemed by grace. They don't know that experience. They don't sing about it. Yes, they will sing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. That's the song of the angels. They praise him for who he is. But we can praise him for what he has done. He has saved us by his blood. He has brought us through the seas of difficulty, the storms of life. He has brought us through. He is my song. The angels don't know what it is to be saved, but we do. And so we can sing, Lord, you're my song. You've saved me. Lord, I don't deserve heaven. I don't deserve your forgiveness. I don't deserve your mercy. I don't deserve grace. Lord, I don't deserve anything. I know what I'm like. And I'm the minister. <laughs> I know what I'm like. And I know that I'm not good enough. I know that I don't deserve his forgiveness, his mercy, his grace. 
But God lavishes his love upon me and you. He comes with his mercy and grace. He doesn't come with a pointing finger. He comes with his everlasting arms and he wants to hold you dear to himself. He wants you back. If you've fallen away, if you feel that your faith has just grown cold, oh, will you come back into his embrace today? Will you sing, Lord, you are my strength and you are my song, for you are glorious in holiness. Lord, you're fearful in praises. And Lord, you do wonders. And especially the greatest wonder of all, that you would come to me and care for me and love me and forgive me and give me a new start. Oh Lord, you're wonderful. You're wonders. Lord, you are my song today. Oh, may he be your song today. And then this, this song of Moses finishes with and Lord you are my salvation you are my salvation the Lord in mercy has led forth the people and here they sing with all their hearts Lord you have saved us but you, you haven't just saved us you are our salvation in Christ is our salvation in Christ, we're set free. In Christ, we receive his mercy. It's in Christ that we have forgiveness and grace and joy and peace and love. God really cares about each one of you. He really does love each one of you today. Whatever you've done, whatever you've done, he cares about you. He knows your past. He even knows your future. And he loves you. And he loves me. That's the greatest miracle. Oh, what joy. For he has become our salvation. When we look to Jesus, we can say, Lord, you are my salvation. Lord, I can't save myself. I can't pick myself up by the shoestrings and get my life right. I can't. Lord, I can't stop doing this and I can't stop doing that. And Lord, I can't get myself right. But Lord, you can. For you are my salvation. <coughs> you are my strength. You are my song. You are my righteousness. Lord, you are my goodness. Lord, you are the one who is lovely. You are my loveliness. Lord, you are everything to me can I ask a question in closing can you sing this song this morning are you able to sing the song of Moses can you sing today Lord you're my strength Lord you're my song even through the dark night you're my song and Lord you are my salvation can you sing that oh I hope you can and if it's the desire of your heart to know this song, then can I ask you to just close your eyes and pray. Seek the Lord and call upon him while he's near. And oh, that that song would just fill your heart as you then go on to sing the next verse, which is the song of the Lamb, as we praise him 
And so can we turn our eyes upon Jesus? Let's, let's pray together. And then Ross is going to lead us in our intercessory prayers. Our God, we humbly come before you asking you to hear our prayers, Lord, and hoping that they align with your will. We think in the branches of our church, Lord, the mothers and toddlers, the rainbows, the Sunday club, and the people that look after young children. We pray for the girls' brigade, the women's guild, the various prayer groups that meet in the church. We pray for the discipleship group in the Wednesday, Lord. And we also pray for the lovely teaching we get in the man's on a Friday night. I also pray for those who work to run these, these various branches of your body, Lord. And I pray again for all those who lost loved ones in the recent past. Jesus said that if I fear I should come to him, no one else can be my shield. I should come to him. pray over the conflicts in our world, Lord. We pray, especially for the churches within these conflicts, I pray for the conflicts in Ukraine, Yemen. We see Kosovo starting to simmer again, Lord. The Israeli-Palestine ongoing turmoil that seems to brew there constantly, Lord. The, the trouble the church is going through in Nigeria. We pray for, for Julie, Esther and Courtney and the Irish ministries. And I ask you to particularly to bless our minister Scott and his family and to bless him with wisdom and insight but I pray ultimately it's your will be done, Lord. And I pray for that in the glorious name of Jesus. Amen.
And now let us go in the strength of the Lord and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you all and remain upon you now and always.